Welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast. It's the bi-weekly all-cure podcast. I'm Gavin, and I'm very excited to welcome back to the show, Christian Gerard. How's it going, hey, man? Gavin. <laughs> oh, it's going great, Gavin. Thanks so much for having me again. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to have you back. And uh, for those not familiar, it's been almost about a year since the last time we talked, but Christian is the author of the Cure FAQ book that came out about a year ago now. And uh, all that's left to know about the most heartbreakingly excellent rock band in the world has ever known. <laughs> and, yeah, I can't uh, believe it's been a year, yep. Yeah, and in, in, the, in the FAQ series of those books. And yeah, we talked, I guess it was a little before Christmas, but it was seemed like it was fairly hot off the presses right around maybe yeah. November-ish. Was, yeah. When, uh, yeah, it came out in mid-October. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah we, we spoke in december i think yeah well yeah it's like we're saying crazy that it's been a year but <laughs> welcome back and so so good to have you, you for this special episode we figured we'd bring in the man that literally wrote the book on the cure so <laughs> for, uh, we're gonna have a we, have, we did tons of anniversary episodes and now it's been kind of quiet since there hasn't been one in a while or i guess there's more like tour news going on and everything but we're yeah. celebrating let's go to bed tonight and it's 40th birthday uh, it's kind of the forgotten anniversary that everybody you know is throwing down for yeah it's a big one it's a really big one it's a it's a very pivotal moment in cure history for sure yeah for sure so i thought it'd be great to talk through all that with you and how the song emerged and where we stand on the song and where the fans stand and all that and uh just honor the 40 years like we're saying that's crazy that this song is 40 years old um but yeah it's pretty pretty amazing so i hope you got your tuxedo on i'm, I'm all dressed up here for the party i'm all dressed the, up i'm the, ready to celebrate <laughs> yeah got the uh, the cake should be here any minute now so um yeah 40 years of, of let's go to bed like you said we had uh pornography's 40th and wish 30th so um you know, yeah. as, we're, as we're closing, it's just fly by, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I guess when there isn't like tours or new albums or anything, we really cling to these anniversaries because <laughs> it's the only it's a good excuse to talk about the music. You yeah, know? exactly. It's, it's, so. it's, there's no problem. You know, it's, and it just sort of places it in context of, you know, over the years and, mm -hmm. but really, it's always good to talk about the songs. Yeah, for sure. And it's cool when it's like an individual single like this and an anniversary because, uh, this really was its own little thing, you know. We all kind of, in hindsight, group it together on Japanese whispers as a, as a thing. But it really was just, you yeah. know, standalone single, which is kind of cool, you know. With uh, yes, it was uh, pretty yeah. rad. But um, I guess before we we dive into let's go to bed talk though, uh, you've been doing okay, and and what are you thinking all this tour talk? And uh, oh yeah, been, I'm doing great. Um, I can't wait for the you know new studio material to emerge and. You know, I've been following <clears throat> the set list. Um, you know, I, I I haven't really paid attention in terms of are are there going to be more dates announced? I would love to see them, you know, come to the U.S. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't know what the status is there. Yeah, not no real news right now. Everyone's just kind of yeah. crossing their fingers and holding their breath still. So hopefully, we get it's some kind of that it's going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems it seems that way. But at the same time, everyone's a little bit panicky. You know, we're not quite to that mode yet. I think. I've been saying yeah. if we get to I the mean, it's kind of, end of this tour and we haven't heard anything, then it might be a little troublesome, but, uh, I agree. And it's even a little bit late. Have they even announced an album release date? Or nah, anything? But, still I no. mean, <laughs> it's kind of like, here we are. We're almost to the end of the year. Right. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be a 2022 release, you know? Yeah. So I mean, uh, it would have to be like very, very soon. Yeah, it would have to be like a total surprise drop, and they don't seem yeah. to be going that way. So no um, build up or anything, which is like, what's the delay? You know? Yeah, it's you know, I, I get that the Wish thirtieth came out, and that was an important reissue that everyone was waiting for. Yeah. So I wonder if that sort of pushed things back a little bit. Yeah, it might have had something to do with it, or just a reason to give them a little more time <laughs> to do whatever the hell they need to do to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they I mean, seem to like the the spring release, so I'm hoping it will be yeah. like the spring, like an April release, and then they start the tour then too, and then the rest I of mean, the world show would be kind of more for the album. This is kind of the pre-album tour. And then, you know, so hopefully that yeah. all lines up, but, uh, it kind of makes sense. So that, that's that sort of timetable. That's what they did. If, if I remember correctly, something similar with the 413 dream record. Yeah. 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 And that got pushed, um, they, around. It was pushed back and pushed back and they, they were still on tour. And then they came back and came to the U S after the release, I believe something similar time frame i believe but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be happy whenever it comes out and i'm hoping they come to us they they really they will i i gotta figure they will yeah i'd be very surprised if they get to that last show in december and be like this was it we're done for real this time <laughs> everyone's just like hey wait <laughs> yeah, it could happen yeah, anything, anything yeah, possible yeah. i you know, I hope I hope not. <laughs> yeah. So, have you been um, liking the new songs you've heard though from from the live stuff? You know, I haven't even like I I have been unwilling to listen to them yet. I just nice. am sort of saving. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I um I've seen the the clips being available, and for some reason, I just I'm not ready to listen to it yet. I just kind of want to save it. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not quite there yet. I don't know. My headspace is like I just want to sort of wait. You know. Yeah. I'll probably wait until there's like several that I, you know, they maybe put them all together or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have not listened to the new tracks yet. Okay. I, I kind of yeah. like, I kind of like to hear the studio versions first. I, I really don't care so much for hearing the sort of live early versions of tracks when they, when they leak on yeah. tour and so forth. I, I, I sort that. of avoid those. I don't know why. I was very hesitant at first, but then I just kind of gave in because it isn't like a, a, soundboard recording even or anything it's just totally right. like phone you know like <laughs> yeah. even, like and it, that's cool but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's I just, like, there's something about like hearing a cure song for the first time or it's like it, you know it's almost sacred you know right and right i'm, I'm kind of weird about it no wow, that's awesome i, I totally wanted to go that way but i gave in to temptation <laughs> but yeah when <laughs> i think back of like old care stuff it was like there i was in my bedroom as a kid alone yeah. and i cut the shut the doors and everything and <laughs> yeah. the it was this whole like uh ceremonial thing like you're saying it and is it is now i'm gonna be like the first time i heard alone i was well i, I pulled up the video on youtube and it was great <laughs> yeah i get yeah it's totally you get it it's um there, you know there's only so many new Cure records that are going to be coming out from, you know, yeah, this point forward. So, 
it's like uh, it's going to be awesome when it finally emerges totally so yeah so we'll have to wait and see and uh hopefully um you know with you closer on the east coast then yeah we'll have to do a show there i'm gonna try to hit up all the east coast ones or at least as many as i can and that would be great to cross paths somewhere Um, that would be fantastic i'd love to do that i'd like to i'd like to get uh, to a few shows also this time awesome Um, hopefully hopefully i can make that happen yeah cool cool but uh, let's go ahead and uh, just start the ceremonial uh, let's go to bed praise, if you will. Happy birthday, let's go to bed. Yes. Classic single, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, but it's uh, it's almost like it's uh, role and it's like whole story is almost even more important than the actual song when I really do <laughs> yeah. into it. You know, it's like... It uh, is, it is, it really is. You know, it's like... It really like its existence. The fact that they that it came out when it did, it, it saved the band really, and it opened up a world of possibilities for them. I mean, it's just mind-boggling when you think about the short amount of time that elapsed from pornography to Let's Go to Bed. You yeah. know, just mere months really, and they couldn't be more different. You know, and it just showed <laughs> the versatility and the, the ability for Robert to like at that point the cure synth pop they could do anything from, from that point forward and that's what they did yeah you're exactly right because yeah it's like it, it it took the full spectrum in the other way of where where pornography covered about as dark as you could get you know <laughs> yeah <you laughs> and then it's pornography like, pornography i mean really yeah there's nowhere to go from there at that point yeah you can you know, only there's... slowly turn it back to like faith caliber and then 17 seconds and yeah. then go full pornography so you retread retread the same <laughs> so... water and then like what purpose would that have served, you know? Right. I think they did the exact right thing. Right. And, um, you know, Robert hedged his bets because, you know, he was brilliant. He played right down. He kept slagging the song in the press, you know. So if it, if it was a failure, he, he already sort of inoculated himself like right. against it. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like, <laughs> I was just he's... doing that for fun anyway. So, exactly. yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of exactly. push and pull with this tune. But, um but I yeah. guess before we totally dive into the nitty gritty, then do you remember the first time you heard it? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, <clears throat> it was definitely on the the, the uh, singles collection, standing on a beach. I my first cure experience was with the Just Like Heaven video, and I got the cassette single, and yeah. then I ended up getting Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, and shortly thereafter, I got, um, a buddy of mine in school gave me a dubbed copy of Standing on Beach that he got from his brother, and. You know, all the old singles, learning all yeah. the way from Killian Arab up through the head on the door. And, you know, Let's Go to Bed is definitely one of the standouts for me, you know, at that, and at that time and sort of um, a sort of stark change from what had come before it. Yeah. But yeah, that's where I first heard it. Yeah, it's a very easily... I got the Japanese Whispers not long after that, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, that was a very... Uh easily accessible little mini tape i remember back in the day of like japanese whispers that's why the one you always still see the most reoccurring at like shops or you know like there's always yeah, a japanese whispers yeah. for some reason they must have really cranked that out over here but um i think they did and, and there was it was yeah you're right it was everywhere and um yeah mine was the same kind of situation where it was like i guess technically the first time i probably heard it was live because a friend of mine that got me into the cure made me watch in orange with him, you know, and I was just kind of like, eh, you know, and I'd heard a few songs scattered here and there. 
And then I kind of right. just watched it, but didn't really absorb any of it really that much. I just kind of dug it without knowing any of it. And then that convinced me to buy Standing on the Beach, the tape with my brother. We split it because I wasn't even sure I would like it enough. So was, <laughs> it's like, I'll pay half, you pay half. Yeah, that's <laughs> and then, then cool. Like everyone where you just like one song, then the next one you love, then the next one. And then, yeah, I remember Let's Go to Bed just being like a super catchy, fun song, you know? I was like, oh yeah, yeah. these guys are totally just able to crank it out you know without even really yeah. differentiating between pop and dark you know because everything was singles there so i was just like okay yeah it didn't seem weird at all <laughs> yeah that's true at that point you know it, it didn't um, on the singles collection it was the flow was different than say you know if you were to go from album to album to album, to album. yeah um or but, yeah or always amazed too by like um like a diehard Cure fan that had started from the start or even like come in on 17 seconds or something back in the day, like how weird this curveball must have been. As we all know, there was been a bunch of curveballs thrown by Robert over the years, but this was probably the first and maybe arguably still the the biggest curveball. Yeah, it had to be. be. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more different than what he was doing just a few months before right. and the tour had just ended like four or five months before let's go to bed hit stores yeah. and um and it was like and he did it so it seemed so effortless that's the amazing thing about it i mean it's not the world's greatest song but just think about like his vocal on it it's so playful yeah and so confident and it's totally different than the sort of turgid sort of hard-edged you know, emotional kind of stuff that he was doing on pornography. Yeah. Totally different. It's much more relaxed. It's much more playful. Like he had always been doing that style, but really he hadn't. It was his, that was the first time he'd ever done that type of style, that type of vocal. And it's just, he did it so effortlessly and it just seems like such a breeze, you know, and uh, it just shows his talent and versatility. For sure. Yeah. And like, it was always in there, you know, and I guess he, he saw like poppy stuff with, Three Measure Boys and Boys Don't Cry, but it was different, right. you know. It definitely wasn't that kind of pop, you know, since it was still yeah. very post-punky kind of, you know, jaded or jagged-edged yes. kind of stuff, you know. And then it's always yeah. easier. And the to... vocals were sort of tightly restrained, you know, tightly constrained in that sort right. of vocal style that he was using at the time. Yeah. Here it's just much more playful and relaxed, and it's just it's it's the Robert Smith that became a star, you know, all of a sudden just emerged on that record. Right. Yeah, that's wild. And and to think of like in that moment too of how weird that must have been because cause we've had people that have talked on the show or people talking on the show, we've had them or it was from that era and they were kind of just cool with it because it was such a good song, you know. It's all like, oh, that's yeah. different, but it wouldn't be like the drastic what they've gone pop kind of you know <laughs> i think everything right. was so rapid fire and you didn't have all the internet shit to really dwell on it exactly. you know you're just like cool exactly. all right and then like a few months later the walk comes out and you just yeah. you just go with it but yeah i mean can you imagine as a fan they didn't even know about probably the fights and stuff that went down in oh, pornography sure, yeah, sure. and i mean so many yeah. people just were like oh okay so he's doing this now <laughs> yeah. so, i mean so, i can't even like you know and it's it's like you know it's what made someone a fan from 17 seconds faith or pornography like what connected with that fan it just seems like let's go to bed is such a different experience yeah that you want if you know, it probably attracted a lot of 
new fans, I would, I would think. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I wonder how many people it did Because it lose. wasn't a huge hit, you know, it wasn't right. a huge hit. But it just sort of set the stage for, yeah. you know, the next couple of things. And then The Walk became a top 20 single. Yeah. And they were off, to, you know, to the races. I would love to find somebody that would that did just like call bullshit right then and there and like I'm done with them. <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah, I mean, like the Cure fan that, that was like, I'm, I only like the dark shit because there's so many yeah. now, you know. But it's like that have these definitive lines of where the Cure just pissed them off too much. I don't listen to anything past this and that, you know. It's like somebody well, that probably, was just, I'm sure they exist. Yeah, know? somebody out there was probably like, oh, oh well, that sucks. I like that band. They're not like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When they go on, but um, I guess speaking as as far as changes, this song in particular, since you know the younger days of listening to it for the first time on those tapes, has it changed a lot for you in your opinion, or is it over? The I mean, you know, I'm not a big. I, I it's one of those songs that if I never hear it live again, I would be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not something I go back to or revisit very often. To be honest, it's like it's been played so many times and it's, it doesn't really have that sort of like, for instance, just like having, I never get tired of hearing it. It right. never gets old. I could play it a million times. You know, let's go to bed. It's not like that for me, but you know, I much prefer the B side, uh, just one kiss. Yeah. Which I think really stands the test of time. Yeah. Um, I appreciate let's go to bed for its importance in the sort of direction that the cure took. Right. Um, but as a song, it's kind of, eh, you know, right. it's catchy. It's, it's, I could do it without it at this point it does yeah teeter into that category of like why can't i be you and stuff or if it's like it can almost get a little annoying on the wrong day and yeah like you said and i always felt like too like a lot of those japanese whisper ones and stuff that's probably why they don't play a lot of them live or ever on a few of them because they don't they don't really translate live as well you know it's like yeah i mean the walk is in the same boat for me and i i I wouldn't mind if i never heard that one again live either yeah Um, and you know the B sides are okay, but like I really like Just One Kiss. I think out of all those songs, it's the one that's the strongest. Um, I think Love Cats is a really cleverly conceived, you know, really well done track too. Yeah. Um, but Let's Go to Bed, you know, it's it stands up. It's not like it's hideously dated like a lot of the synth pop stuff from that era. You know, it doesn't have that really horrible cheesy vibe to it that some of those songs do. So right. that in and of itself is a good. You know, none of those stuff is. Yeah, maybe the dream sort of crosses over into that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was weird. I was going to ask you about that because at certain times I feel like when I've been like just even before starting the podcast, talking to friends and stuff, I was always like, I love just our Japanese whispers and those singles and everything, but they are the most like especially maybe like through the nineties, like late nineties and stuff. Yeah. I would, I, I would say that I love them, but they, they are the most dated cure and stuff. Yeah. You know? they, and, they, yeah, yeah. I agree because like 17 seconds, faith and pornography, they don't, they have a very sort of timeless aspect yeah. to them. And the Japanese whispers, the singles, um, they, but the, it's not as bad as a lot of stuff from that era. I will yeah, say. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, not yeah, I was going to even come back with, but now it doesn't even, it almost kind of comes in waves of, you know, yeah. like now yeah. there's so many new bands that like make that sound specifically or try to even, you know, and it's like, yeah. well, especially totally. the darker stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In the walk, you know, I think that a couple, you know, maybe the dream has is the worst culprit. It's got that really yeah. um, sort of Japan like keyboard riff and right. um, 
I that's the weakest link, I think. But yeah. it, 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 it's there's some cheesiness there. But I think that overall, it it stands the test of time better than a lot of that synth pop stuff from that period. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny too, like just in the last couple of days, I've even you know I didn't make it through every lineup change and era of the Cure or whatever, but I was just kind of randomly picking live clips of let's go to bed just to see how much it's evolved or changed live and like we were saying it, it's one that never really gets nailed live i don't think there's been versions i like a lot better and stuff but it is still like yeah. like the keyboard tones get a little like too like it was weird i noticed like roger even like later he's using like a synth trumpety sound a little too much <laughs> like, oh, yeah. and then the other ones just yeah. sound like a bad casio that rolls <laughs> hit you know the dark, 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 dark. you know i mean it's supposed to sound yeah. a little bit like that but <laughs> but it was weird because i was like probably like the wish era one the best because like perry was doing some kind of, it was more, more like a bell kind of sound than like a full-on yeah. synth trumpet or something but it, it's just I like, like the tones one. but yeah it's, it's that was a good one man. yeah and i pulled up a 84 one and it was super thin sounding like yeah. Lowell wasn't even playing anything but the main riff you know usually they hit those back chords and stuff or you know as it like right. kind of it builds was, yeah. but it was just like super thin and kind of awkward sounding i was just like oh <laughs> Yeah, they, but, uh, it's, but, it's hard to yeah it's one of those i don't think that they take it very seriously yeah you know? and it, that sort of comes through you know it's almost like how can you i mean not it's sort of a trite throwaway type of song right it's not going to have the same sort of emotional heft as say like you know sinking or something like that right. um and, I and so i think robert's fun. probably always considered a throwaway but he does still you know it still makes the set so um yeah, that's the weird part. Some funness, you know. If we look at like the yeah the the history or whatever of how it emerged, it's kind of funny because it yeah it's always been this love hate kind of thing with it. It seems, yeah. but like you said, and like you said in the book too, I read back over that. It's a great point of like how sincere any of that is in the sense because the it. Yeah. did get played a lot say, you know yeah. it's it's always in there like if I you mean, really did yeah. hate it that much it would just disappear you know exactly. <laughs> exactly and the thing is is like you know he much later you know he's he i remember one interview with rolling stone where he was basically like yeah of course i like those songs yeah of course i wanted them to sell you know why would you do them if you, you didn't so like i think a lot of it was just the myth making yeah in, in, in the moment um yeah, and, that was uh, funny. I was going to say that too. I'd written this quote down. It was from a Rolling Stone one. I didn't write the year, but it was much later when he was doing like a reflecting back on the singles kind of thing. Right, and um, right. it was just like, I mean, you must have run into so much of this with like the contradictory Robert stuff on, you know, certain oh. songs and albums. But like, this was a I great think... one though. Cause he says, uh, I'll just read this real quick. He says, um, when he presented the song to Fiction Records, let's go to bed he was like when i took let's go to bed to fiction and played it to them it was like silence they looked at me like this is it he's really lost it they said you can't be serious your fans are gonna hate it and i understood that but i wanted to get rid of all of that i didn't want that side of my life anymore i wanted to do something that really was kind of cheerful i thought this isn't gonna work they said no one's ever gonna buy into this 
it's so ludicrous that I'm going to go from goth idol to pop star in three easy lessons, which doesn't even <laughs> sound like anything he would ever say. So I wanted to like you in fact. But it was no, funny. I think that, that was probably the exact opposite. From what I recall, it was Chris Perry right. who was pushing him to do a pop song. Yeah, yeah. I don't, a... <laughs> you know, and Robert was the one trying to prevent him from coming out. And Chris Perry had to overrule him. Yeah, that's so. the story we all technically do. That's why I was so surprised by that. I was like, who's he taking it to at Fiction anyway? Like, Chris Perry produced exactly. it with him. You know? It's <laughs> not like a big conference room board, you know, right. you know like suits that he's, like, playing for. Well, I think it's okay. Well, I don't think it's so great. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, it, I, I think that was just a little bit of um, – yeah, <laughs> totally revisionist uh, history or something. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> so weird. And he does that a lot. <laughs> yeah, like the majority of like the references all have the story, like you're saying, where it was, you know, the band kind of imploded. Chris Perry was kind of panicking. He wanted, you know, them to keep doing something. He really wanted a hit anyway. So he's like, hey, if we're going to sink the ship, we might as well go out with a bang. And he's like, let's do this pop song. Robert's hesitant. He even wants to re- put it out under a different name because it sounds so drastically yeah. different. Recure yeah. and uh, yeah, and uh, which you know, yeah. <laughs> Robert should thank Chris Perry for for standing up, you know, and and doing the right thing and putting that out under the Cure's name. But yeah. you know, who knows? Even that may be, you know, a myth-making sort of exercise. I mean, yeah. I, I think that they're they were probably both on the same page, is my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or, or at least he was, yeah, just kind of doctoring because that he up did the video, he did two top, you know, he did top of the pops, he did the video, he did, and he spent all that money on synthesizers. I mean, like, right. it's, Robert, Robert's always said, you know, he's got complete creative control, he yeah. can do what he wants, especially except in this then. instance, like, you yeah, know, exactly. Like, his hands were tied. <laughs> I mean, I think that he was, he was just trying to cover his bases basically yeah like you said earlier i think that was the it was the safety net where if this didn't work and it blew up in their face he could be like my label made me do it that's why exactly, the cure isn't exactly. anymore and he can do whatever he wants to and and if it but works, it's sort of set a template cool. for him because he's he's been able to do that he's been able to sort of have his cake and eat it too you know he's got the sort of credibility the indie cool and yet he can put out these frivolous pop songs and just you know whimsical great pop songs and you know, he, he still wins both sides. So, yeah. you know, it's worked for him. Yeah, it was like a, a very good victory. And like and like you are saying, too, a, a huge praise, if this is even 50% true, that Chris Perry really was laying down the law and making these things happen. He It was such a smart move because you can't like – because yeah. this, like you're saying, it opened the door for them to do pop music. You know, now they can do everything. If you think of yeah, like, it you know, really they can, like when, and then like by the time you know, head on the door in particular comes out. You got everything. You got pop songs. You got dark, yeah. moody songs. You yeah, got and how would that album be even possible without "Let's Go to Bed"? Right. You know, <laughs> it just it just really was the the precursor for all of that. And you know, it sh- shows up with just one kiss, which to me is the first time that you've got that sort of pop sensibility and the dark edge merging so perfectly. You yeah. know, that was the template for their whole future career. Right. Yeah, and that's definitely the more representative of actual Cure because that song is like so much core. Robert even argued for it to be a double A side, and yeah, you know. And if you think about it, even like just one kiss is like if they made that darker, it could have totally fit on pornography 
or you mm-hmm. could totally dork it up and make it super poppy. You know, like that one could have yeah. gone either way. Like a lot of Cure song, like later Cure songs, where they could have totally made that more like, you know, like just throw oh, like yeah, tons so of synth stuff up there and, you know, made maybe change some of the lyrics so it wasn't quite as like, you know. Yeah, and it showed up in the set list, you know, um, like, you know, and I guess, was it? Yeah, the last tw- year, 2019. I, mean, I, I remember some of the some of the festival shows. It, it was in the set list. Yeah, yeah, um, it was regular so, too. They kept it in all of them pretty much, which was yeah. awesome. I was really hoping it yeah. would stay, but they haven't played it once since. So that's kind of sad. But, uh, yeah, that is sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad because to me that's the ultimate sign of respect, and and that it stood the test of time. And Robert looks back on it, and he he chooses those things carefully, you know. Yeah. And so having just one kiss show up like that. Just says a lot about it, I think. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I wonder too, going back to the idea of like diehard dark cure fans of that era, like maybe that B side was even enough for them not to give up on the cure. You know, they're yeah, like, Well, that sounds cool. Yeah. You know, and there's been yeah, plenty of bands like the B side yeah. better. So yeah, maybe that's what hung in there. But um but yeah, there's this uh, alleged bet too going on to the the mythical side of <laughs> where he said uh, if the single reached top twenty, then Chris Perry would release him of his contract, <laughs> and oh, he gosh. could and he could do a solo album or whatever he wanted. Oh, uh, but which is doesn't really make sense because without Simon there, he's pretty much doing whatever he wants anyway. Yeah, <laughs> he's already got complete control. I like freedom. Like he could do a solo album if he wanted to. Yeah. I don't think Chris Perry ever would have said no. You know, <laughs> right. um, I mean, yeah. who knows? But. Like, yeah, those things are just, I think those things are just, you know, screwing with the media, basically. Yeah, filling up the story there. But it didn't, like we said, it plays, It made it to 44, which still made it a top 50 hit, which was huge for The Cure, um, but um, not a top 20 hit. So The Cure will no, remain. <laughs> so. It wasn't, but, you know, it's it set the stage, and it was their first U.S. single, I believe. It was their first U.S. single issued. Yeah. And um, it just... Um, I think that it really has sort of, you know, long-term impact um, beyond its chart positioning, which sometimes a lot of, you know, like in between days only hit like 15 or something like that, you know? So some of those cure singles have a much larger impact in in their, their chart position. Like boys don't cry didn't even chart, you know? Right. Yeah. And just like, especially if you look at us charts, like just like heaven's like 60 or something, (laughs) you know, it's like this amazing, perfect pop song. And it didn't even like break anything. Uh, Maybe it was like 40 or something too. I forget where it was. Number 40. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It was like like, nowhere near like, you know, everyone assumes they're all like love song or um, Friday I'm in love or something, you know, but it's like, nah, a lot of those classics yeah. didn't even do anything over here technically. But I think yeah. around that idea with like college radio and stuff, the impact of like MTV cult favorite being more important anyway and having cred. And like, <laughs> it's interesting, like thinking about like it hitting number 44 in the UK. I'd like to see that week's chart and look at some of the songs ahead of it and yeah. think, okay, do these songs do anybody even remember these, some of these songs? You know, the impact it's the impact of a song and its chart positioning are two different things, yeah. Often, you know, for sure. Um, yeah, and I guess just like the style of song, you know, aside from it just being a drastically different pop song, it was also the first one that Lowell wouldn't be drumming on, so it was That's hard right. to tell how 
much this idea. You know, they're all kind of tight-lipped, surprisingly, about that. <laughs> Even now, yeah. you know, where it's like, uh, yeah. was this something they had been thinking about prior to, like, the pornography meltdown? Or did it, was it like... That's, that's a good point. I mean, there's not been, you know, I, I haven't, at least I haven't seen a statement by Robert saying, the reason I made that decision at that time was, you know, yeah. like... And there's sort of a hint, you know, because Law gets defensive and basically says, I could have played that part, you know. Right. I could have played that part. So that's to me, indicates that, you know, they just didn't, you know, obviously these limitations were the reason why yeah. they switched to, to keyboard thinking, okay, he can pick up the keyboard, but he didn't really make any effort to pick up the keyboard. Right. And so they brought in Steve Goulding to play drums. And, um, you know, it's basically a solo single. Right. So yeah, you know, um, like Lowell's not like throwing down all those keyboard parts just out of no, nowhere. You know, truly, like Robert's like not, no. hit this. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, those are not. <laughs> I would imagine that that's not his uh, his 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 riff there. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, so, but you know, that was too. true all the way up through the end of the top. Really, you yeah. know, Robert was sort of solo during that whole couple of years period. Yeah. And again, as far as opening new doors, you know, by making that official move and it seemed pretty absolute, it was going to stay that way. Um, You know, that kind of showed that even whatever they're going to do next is going to be a lot different, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it had to be because otherwise there would be no next. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's weird with the, with Steve Goodling there, um, how he always gets the credit for let's go to bed, but they never really mention. I'm assuming he had to play drums on um, just one kiss too, right? Like they sound yeah. Like... Well, you know, I'm not sh- off the top of my head. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I was thinking about that right before um, um, we connected, and I don't know. I'm assuming yes. Yeah. But I, I, but I don't know for sure if it was the same set session or yeah. or what. I always mean to listen. It's a very it different sound. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a drum loop so, or anything necessarily. So I think he yeah, must be. I don't know. I mean, it almost sounds like it could have been Law. Yeah. You know, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hmm, interesting. But um, so yeah, let's see. Uh, with him, just uh, by the time it did come out, like we're saying, it did do fairly good. Um, but you know, not huge success. They put it on the seven inches. Let's see. I'm looking at all the different releases. Um, like you said, though, like it, it's interesting because in '86, when they put out the um, "Standing on the Beach," the single that they chose, they didn't choose in the U.S. "Boys Don't Cry," "New Voice," right. or whatever they chose. "Let's Go to Bed." Basically, they'd be yeah. the the the, <laughs> the one I think to represent. Telling, all of you know, them. <laughs> yeah. it, it says something about that song's yeah. sort of commercial appeal. I mean, although it's funny, you know. Robert claims that fiction said you can't put this out, and then just a couple of years later, Electra is choosing it as the first single yeah, from the compilation, right, to represent yeah. all their singles to that point. Exactly. It's like, wow, geez. <laughs> that's, that's a big turnaround there. Yeah, and he's like, okay, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's in kit. Um, yeah, it was released as a single, and um, I don't think it really did anything, but I, I do think that College Radio really sort of picked yeah. it up quite a bit, and. Um, it's, you know, again, it set the stage, you know, mm-hmm. that singles compilation was hugely important. It was a big seller and it really set the stage for Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me success. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's uh, so many fans like, you know, us that got either hooked by standing on the beach or just certain <laughs> songs off of it in particular, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, 
even the most diehard Dark Cure era fans and even our just buds that always like the sad mopey songs, most 90% of us, I feel like, got pulled in because of one of the pop songs, whether it be Let's Go to Bed or something else, you know, yeah. like Just Like Heaven even or something, you know, where it's like... Exactly. Those are the gateway drugs because otherwise, how would you even get to, like... The same deep water as you, or right. like cockatoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. never had a chance to hear those unless you bought the album, you know. Yeah, nobody's like that's, that's the, the one, one that before. did it for me. <laughs> same deep water as you. It was the first time I heard them, and I've. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's I, an interesting I, you know, thing. I heard it on the radio, and it just stuck with me. You know, what yeah. I'm <laughs> and it's like uh, it had to be the pop sync songs um, for the most part, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rad. And I guess a big factor with Let's Go to Bed 2 and The Cure's popularity at this time in general is the video um, being, yeah. being very pivotal um, and a lot of people probably catching that on MTV and seeing yeah. them for the first time. Yeah, I mean, and that's such a I don't remember ever seeing it on MTV. Yeah, I, yeah, I was too young and didn't, you know, catch it at the I time. I did watch it a lot, but I, yeah. I didn't watch, like, you know, necessarily the alternatives quote unquote right yeah i'm um, assuming it would just be yeah. like the late hours whether they had you know like for me it was a, it's a goofy video it's an alternative nation yeah, later yeah. but i don't know what they had as far as later hours in the early yeah. days but um i'm not sure it's i think probably something along those lines like yeah. college like a college radio mix or something right. i don't know but like but, yeah, yeah i mean that was, was a goofy first... one i don't know if you remember it, at that era too it must have been probably like when that uh, VHS came out of all the videos, though. It was yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. I have that. Pretty early on when I was kind of digging into everything. And um, I remember that video being pretty huge in that regards of like, it made me like the song a lot more just because it was so goofy and funny to see yeah. them acting like idiots, basically. It was great because it's like it, it totally worked uh, in the idea of, showing that they're not overly moody and you know what i mean like every video yeah. up to that point because it is the first tim pope one so he taps into that better than you know of course anyone yes. the cure, but uh, that was a good good pairing for yeah. sure and i think it worked because yeah every video as much as like hanging garden and stuff they're cool but they're so like just over dramatic and yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like you, you, there's no like, oh, yeah. like <laughs> they're cool they in hindsight not... but yeah if that was like the first time you're seeing it all you're like who are these guys what are they doing yeah it was totally uh, just like the single the video was a huge departure and like you know they pull it off um you know they were just being goofballs but i think it finally showed sort of their true personality a little bit more because you know they were never the type that were constant in misery like the crazy moaning and you know yeah. the goth you know misery mm. of pornography or or faith that's not who they were in reality they were they had a great sense of humor and they were goofballs just you know they yeah. they had those moments you know they they had melancholy as well but i mean i think that they sort of on the let's go to bed video they just let their personalities out you know for the first time in, yeah. and i think that this captures it pretty well Totally. It's kind of a silly video, but it's a silly song too, so it fits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the fact that it's like just, you know, nonsense too is great. You know, they didn't do anything too literal until they actually climb into beds at the end. But by that point, you yeah. know, it's done. So, or anything, you know, it's like he's not like 
holding yeah. a bowl of milk for you know what I mean? It's like just oh, weird. Yeah. It's just like I think it's low, it, low budget. It is clever in the sense that Robert, you know, he said at one point that he was trying to write, you know, a, a sort of pop pastiche about a, almost a parody of what a typical top forty song was. Right. And he said they're all about going to bed, like having sex. So he literally named it "Let's Go to Bed," it's right. sort of a dry kind of like, you know, and sort of in that sort of dry humor, it's sort of very sardonic, and that's sort of what the song, to me, is like. It's got that sort of knowing, sort of you know, <laughs> weariness, like oh, here I'm doing a pop song kind of thing, and it sort of comes through in it, and, yeah. and sort of he's a little detached in the video, almost, you know. It's like, oh, here we're doing this, we're doing this, you know. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, there's some truth there, I think, to his ambivalence about it to some degree. But you know, yeah. I don't know. And you get that kind of Robert character that we all yeah. know and love for the first time. You know, you, yeah, you totally. kind of see that, or he's just like this awesome weirdo that you're like, I want to hang out with this dude. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't know what's going on here with these silver apples and you know, but at the same yeah. time yeah it's just it's, it's just <laughs> and the dancing fun. you know and behind the blinds the, the, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's goofy but it's it's fun yeah it's funny what you're saying with the lyrics too there's a, a quote i jotted down from melody maker he had said at one point where he says i realized that when i did it meaning that song that it wasn't horrible enough <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it just wasn't quite dumb enough to be commercial <laughs> so, so it's kind of like something i've tapped onto a lot of like where even when people bitch about friday i'm in love and stuff i'm like but that's the genius of it is it still is it's a great song friday yeah, in love is a great it's, song. it's still weirdo care enough where that one you know just the mainstream caught up to them as they say you know or whatever yeah, but it's, it's like you know, he's still, that bridge is so like, what? You know, like, see so you eat in the middle of the night. You know, I mean, that's like shit you exactly. don't hear in like a Duran Duran song or something. Hey, yeah, nobody else could get away with a line like that. Yeah. It's, straight face. Like... it's just, it's just, it's, it's the cure, you know, it's, yeah. it's a great song. And that's why, yeah, like, while this is, like, so poppy for a Cure song, it's still so weird, like, just the lyrics, even, like, the shaking, like, milk when I'm, like, singing it or my kid loves that yeah. song, you know, he's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, ah, but who cares? You know? I mean, it's it a brilliant something. line, and then laughing at the Christmas lights, you remember from me? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's got all these great lines, and um, um, you think you're tired now, well, wait until it six when, yeah. when they do it live for some reason i don't know why like they change from three to six i don't i'm sure there's an explanation for it yeah um, that's a great it's just line little too. details it's like you know it's it's one of the songs you've heard 10 zillion times and it you can stick it in your head and you know it's definitely an earworm yeah um and so it's always... just really tossed off you know it's, a, it's kind of a, an experiment you know yeah and i always praise like his really super passionate and serious lyrics in the sense that you know it's it's always vague enough where you anyone can apply it to their life or it's yeah. has just as enough literal stuff in there where you know he's painting this picture but it's like you don't really know if he's you know talking about a relationship or death or what you know what i mean yeah. where it's still just vague enough and it's it's cool with this to see that he does that even with the super goofy pop songs, you know, like where it still can, oh, okay. it still can mean enough where you like can put it into your life at any moment and be like, exactly. You know, it's <laughs> like, so true. It's so true. So. He's a genius. He's a gifted lyricist. Yeah. You know, when you think about things like high, for instance, from the wish album, yeah. it's just such great lyrics. And he is, 
the whimsical side of him on these pop songs should not be underestimated or underrated because that's one of his strengths. You know, that's one of his strengths. He's, he's sort of from out from left field verbiages and phrasings that he uses and different types of, you know, it's, it's one of the things that makes him so special and other artists just couldn't get away with it. But he can do it. He can do it. He can do it with such, you know, grace and like humor and whimsy. It's like, it's fantastic. Yeah, you totally buy it. Yeah, even if at worst it's just weird and it, you're like, all right, I don't know what he's talking about, but it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's secure. So yeah, it's like, at least you know. it's always cool. And that's, you know, unfortunately, that's you know what stops it from being the number one actual Billboard hit. You know, a lot of times, but that's yeah. what makes it cool. Okay. You know, because who wants? Then that? Robert would break up the band. Yeah, exactly. So nobody wants that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, it just makes it cool and weird enough where it's it's uh, but yeah you don't exactly. ever want to totally have everybody like in it you know so, so but yeah that's what I always love with friday in love where it broke through enough where so many people loved it but then he still kept it weird enough where it felt like mm-hmm. a cure song still you know so. yeah and it, it's it wasn't it's you know it's like you know he, he there's very few there's very few examples of him like obviously okay he's going after a pop top 40 hit and Friday in Love was clearly one of those instances mm-hmm. where he knew it was commercial, you know. But it was such a great song that, you know, it hardly matters. That doesn't matter to me anyway. Yeah, you yeah know? me too. Yeah. It's like if you're going to go out on that, then cool. Sign, <laughs> sign me up yeah. too. Then. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with wanting success. Yeah. and But you, you go for it on your own terms. And it's it's when you when it happens, it's, you know, they've always been true to themselves, you know. yeah. Yeah, it still feels like a Cure song. So that's that's cool. There's been so many bands that when you do see that and it, you do just kind of like go, you know, yeah. <laughs> when it doesn't work or they're trying this whole yeah. different sound or something, you know, just like, yeesh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he pulls it off. You know, not everything that Cure's done has worked, but right. <laughs> um, but it was genuine. You know, yeah. it's always been genuine. For sure. Um, musically, even, I guess, uh, as we touched on the lyrics for the song, um, Cool. There wasn't anything, I guess, mind-blowingly different as far as synth pop for that time. Uh, you know, when you think of what, what else was going on, but at the same time, it works, and it was very cool that they were able to pull that off without even really having a band yeah. and stuff. So that's it's pretty yeah. rad. I, mean, I think it's good. I think it's stripped down. It's got a lot of space in it. It's you know, yeah. it's not overly cluttered like you know the walk. I think maybe a little bit more, more, yeah. a little too much. <laughs> yeah but like that's got a nice vibe to it <laughs> but um mm-hmm. yeah it's it's it, it seems like a, a cool you know radio synth pop kind of deal but i always kind of noted i mean it just doesn't make sense in their timeline when you look at the history but i always wish that he kind of would have taken a little more time to stew in the kind of synth pop world for maybe a full album you know like do yeah. something that would have been a little more full-on drum loops and just kind of depeche motor yes sounding you know and, and yeah that, that would have been interesting like you know they were they were talking about um they were planning on doing a hits collection uh-huh. in that synth pop style um around that time uh-huh. there was talk about re-recording some of the old tracks in the new synth pop style which uh-huh. in retrospect i'm glad they did not do that follow through with it yeah <laughs> um, but an album like a full album i mean japanese whispers was almost there 
you know yeah yeah just add you know mr pink guy and like maybe another track and you know yeah Um, i don't don't know why that one wasn't included but like it was what eight tracks yeah so he almost had an album's worth but that was over you know a span of time it would have been interesting to just stick in the let's go to bed time frame and have done a full album around that yeah it would have been cool even just to yeah something instead of like top era maybe even like just because even like the glove or something almost could have gone that direction but then he just got so kind of in Severn's weird world, I think of like making it super trippy and more like yeah. world I mean, the music instruments good. and really shit. Good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and parts there were a couple of songs was... that he sang on. Like I always sort of, you know, Mister Alphabet says and Perfect Murder. Yeah, I always sort of append those to my Japanese whispers, and so you almost have, like and then add Mister Pink Eye, and then boom, you've got a full album. You yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, I've done the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's cool. They all fit together, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, and then you think about it, it's only like six months apart or something. You know, it's like yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's you know, crazy. So I mean, it's you know, it's just, it fills a gap because you go straight from when you look at the albums, you go straight from pornography to the top. It's kind of like okay, there's something missing here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It must be confusing to anybody that doesn't really dive in or catch that on the first. <laughs> it's like, wow, right. that's even. A lot of people consider Japanese whispers just an album, you know. Yeah. And for people, it is. It is. They don't even. A lot of people don't even realize it was sort of just a compilation of singles and B sides. Right. And that's cool, you know. However, you listen to it, you listen to it. Um, but and same with sort of the Boys Don't Cry album in America, anyway. Yeah. Um, People consider that the debut. The Three Imaginary Boys wasn't even released here until many years later. So, yeah, but Japanese whispers. People have it. In, they listen to it, and it has sort of a sequence. And you know, people like it the same way they like any of the Cure albums. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely, as a kid, totally just thought it was the next album. You know, didn't make that connection at all. You know, it was just like, wow, yeah. this one has yeah, a lot of same. big singles. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I mean, until much later, I didn't. You know, yeah. yeah. To, because I guess if if you had them coming out as like just dropping singles, how weird that would be. Yeah. And then Love Cats makes a little bit more sense, but it's odd how much Love Love Cats even still fits on like a synth pop <laughs> album. It does. You know? it does. It's like how does this work? It you, know? <laughs> you know, I think just one kiss. You know, you know, gives there's enough sort of versatility of variety there to sort of make it fit in, kind of. Yeah. You know, works to speak my language has that sort of jazzy vibe too. Yeah. So <laughs> you end up with like four really synthy songs and then like, you know, maybe one, two, three, four that are, you know, there's enough variety there. It, it feels like an album, you know. Pretty cool. And glad that it's, uh, it's, hanging in there and um it is odd looking at the current tour though they haven't played it yet which almost is a bit surprising that they, that is surprising and i'm not too disappointed by that i mean yeah like you know, we we're saying it's, it's like no one's really no one's really arguing but at the same yeah, time i'm like oh yeah there's an anniversary and everything so uh, it's an important <laughs> single it's it was a pivotal single for them you know historically but you know, at the same time, I, d- I doubt anybody's walking away from a show going, oh, my God, it would have been awesome if they would have just done Let's Go to Bed, you know. <laughs> exactly. I can't believe they didn't play that. Damn it. I'm, I want my money back, you know. Yeah, because The Walk has been a part of the, the last encore they've been doing. I don't know if you've noticed. There's, like, the seven songs that they haven't, like, steered away from. They've been doing, like, mega yeah. pop encore. Um, yeah. And it's all, like, I mean, Let's Go to Bed has always sort of been in that next tier, I think. Yeah. Um, 
like it's going to be if if they play a 42 song set you know right <laughs> and um, yeah and it, it was usually paired with the walk a lot but i think if you put the two together they're always going to choose the walk over it you know so yeah which i think is i you know honestly i like let's go to bed better than the walk even because yeah. to me the walk has not aged as well um yeah as let's go to bed i'm just kind of it just it's annoying to me i don't know yeah, i never really listen to it one. anymore it's it's technically a cooler song maybe, but I think I like Let's Go to Bed a lot more. You know, I'd rather just it be yeah. fun than and you know, both of them. Yeah. I'm not crazy like, about live. If I had live, to choose like between the two, I would definitely go with Let's Go to Bed. But yeah. like, neither of them are really like screaming out at me. Like, <laughs> right. you know, I, I'd much rather hear um, Just One Kiss and uh, uh, or Love Cats even. You know, yeah. yeah. But hey, they're all good songs. So we'll see. Yeah, but um. Yeah, maybe, um, let's see, yeah, it's been played as far as stats 591 times live, uh, Most yeah. mostly during the Wish Tour, but that was such a huge tour that it's kind of a skewed stat probably, but, um, uh, yeah. and then, yeah, so the anniversary's coming up on, on this Tuesday, November 15th, they'll be in France, so it'll be interesting to see if they uh, pull it out for the first time. On I hope door. so, I mean, maybe yeah. if they're aware of it, I'm sure they probably are, you know. Um, he seems to really like his anniversaries, and <laughs> but who knows yeah. at this point, yeah, maybe it's not. I mean, it's just possible, it's like, you would think that it will show up at some point, Yeah, um, it's probably so well ingrained they don't even need to rehearse it i would imagine yeah you wonder how how much all these ones like that are they're just like should we do it in sound check maybe like yeah two, two times before see if it works and then if not yeah <laughs> but, i mean uh, they probably got it worked out you know but yeah it'll 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 show up i predict <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting to see <laughs> but um but yeah i guess it's that's, an old war horse it's yeah. it's, 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 it's been there it's <laughs> it's durable so yeah they can probably play it in their sleep so <laughs> but um yeah i guess as we wrap up though um just the idea of like we started with that its role in the cure is as, as far as skewing what they can do is probably more monumental than the actual tune, but it is, it really did. It is very pivotal and broke them out of that goth pigeonhole kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't have worked. They wouldn't have done that if it wasn't at least a pretty cool song, you know? Yeah. And so I think it is, it is, it is a cool song. It's just, it's just for me at least. It's been overplayed, and, right. and that's nobody's fault but my own, you know. But like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. It doesn't have that same magic as say "Just Like Heaven," but it is certainly an important song in their career arc, yeah. you know. Yeah, very much so, and um, you know, and then I think it's just further cemented by those singles with "Walk" and "Love Cats." It's like seals the deal that you know. Even by the time he gets to the top, you're kind of like, all right, we could do anything on this. You know? And they do. And they <laughs> yeah, absolutely do. And they and totally do. For and the they go from like, being stuck in that pornography sort of tight sort of confines that they found themselves in. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, they could do anything. And that had to be really freeing. For sure. Yeah. So, and I think he likes that. You know, variety is good with him, too. You know, yep, so yep. it's a... Very cool, but um, yeah. So we'll we'll say a very happy 
fortieth birthday to let's go to bed and uh Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. Let's get some cake. Yeah, we'll go chow down on some some let's go to bed cake as it gets late. Maybe we should just let go to bed. <laughs> but but before we go, <laughs> um uh as far as uh yeah, you um definitely the FAQ book is still out there and we're closing yes. in on holiday season again. So I think it everybody... is perfect timing with the tour and you know, for your the cure fan on your Christmas or holiday list, and you know, yeah. or any just any random day is always a good day for the cure FAQ. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and I definitely uh, can't say enough wonderful things about this book. I've had it pretty much next to my computer, you know, since buying it, and, uh, and it's oh, been great for this it. podcast really as far as like it. refreshing, you know, just done little things here and there. You know, we all know the main story, but it is great to have such a concise book that pulls all of it together, you know? Um, and, and then having your own touch in there is someone that thank clearly you. knows the, the cure history and has great opinions on it. So, uh, I love it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really, I really appreciate it. Uh, no problem. Um, so yeah, do you, do you have a, a new one in the works or what you, um, I, I do. And, um, I'm not going to divulge it just uh, yet. Yeah, okay. I do have another one in the works. <laughs> nice. And fingers crossed, I don't want to predict it. <laughs> you know, but, but I'm hoping some probably a year from now we'll, we'll be in stores. So fingers crossed. Excellent. Cool. Well, it'll be enough. Cure fans are good at waiting. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> 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 we'll keep the mystery alive and I'll keep everybody out there this posting for you. <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. how I justified the delay of the Cure FAQ because I was like, like, well, you know, if, if Robert can do it, I can delay. Oh, you know? yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> if I'm ever late on an episode, I'm like, you guys, you know, you got this. <laughs> exactly. So we still don't have a new album. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody sent me a message the other day. It was like, yeah, you should do like a new album predictions thing. And I was like, yeah, we did like three years ago. <laughs> it's, like, it's so old now. It doesn't even pop up in the feed. That it's like, I'm going to have yeah, to re-listen to it to see what the hell I even predicted, you know? <laughs> I think that Robert had promised at one point new music prior to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it'll be worth it hearing the new songs. Yeah, I, I won't spoil too. them I, in any way for you, but I'm yeah. just... It's, I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking excited about it. Yeah, and they're, um, they're really know, cool. They're sounding great. They, as so. long as they need to take, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, I'll let you go since it is getting late and we need to go to bed. But uh, thank you so much, yeah. and it's great to have you all back right. on. Sorry it took so long, but uh, thank you That's for, all right. for being all willing. Right. Thanks for having me anytime. Awesome. Yeah, it's great Great talking here with you. So, uh, yeah, Always but, good to talk here. Yeah, and uh, best of luck there and uh, being back on, you. The, you on the East Coast, and we'll be in touch, man. So, Sounds good. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. And uh, yeah. we'll say talk hard. All right, my 
little cure fiends thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed that conversation and uh are pumped up to go listen to let's go to bed one more time for its big special birthday uh again special thank you to christian gerard and if you haven't yet go check out that book cure faq you can order it right on amazon it's only about 20 bucks and um it's totally worth it. You should have it in your Cure library for sure. And I also recommend going back and listening to um, last year's episode, episode 181, where we talked about um, his process of writing the book and uh, getting some backstory on that. If you're new to the show, I recommend it. Go check it out. It was another wonderful conversation with Christian. So um, we're just going to wrap up with a giant thank you to our Patreon crew. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for the support. If you're out there and you're curious about joining the holy hour patreon just go to patreon.com slash the holy hour podcast and you could be in wonderful company like donna and craig and jeff hilton jeff Cortland jones sue ben john allison alan dione namicio danny and coulter and matt ford out in the uk thank you so much guys and of course, Dana, who also happens to be a motion designer and animator and wants you to check out her webpage. It's uh, now new and improved graphics, and that's G-R-A-P-H-I-X dot TV, graphics dot TV. And there you can check out her wonderful art and work and her artwork. And you can also reach out to her if you are hoping to promote your business or project through eye-catching motion graphics. Go check out her motion graphics reel at graphics.tv. And Scott, of course, is a wonderful human and podcaster. He is part of the all-Star Wars podcast called the Sarlacc Digest. And you should watch it and listen to it. And they do live shows every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that's on YouTube. And uh, you can also catch replays, of course, everywhere that you listen to podcasts. But check out the live shows. It's real fun. Each week, they bring you quality line talk and keep you up to date on all Star Wars topics, confirmed and rumored. Um, always great perspective from those guys on the whole Star Wars universe. I'm usually over there in the chat room on Wednesday nights, uh, mostly just listening. But uh, come on over and say hi. Bring your Jedi cloak and Jar Jar mask, and we'll uh, keep it nerdy with the Sarlacc Digest. Uh, Lisa says, check out DickensYYC.com because that's the website for the hottest venue in Calgary that hosts a wide range of live shows and events. There, you will see the full list of upcoming shows, everything from live music to dance nights to trivia nights. Maybe your band's even looking for a place that you should play that's cool in Calgary. Chances are Dickens is the spot, so go check them out. If you don't feel like leaving the house, you can even follow them still on Twitch and catch any live stream action they might do. Um, as we approach the Thanksgiving season here in the U.S., Matt wants to remind you that the Red Cross Blood Donor app is a great place to schedule an appointment to donate some blood. Um, when you need blood transfusions, you get real thankful real fast, so don't leave your fellow humans hanging. Um, they need the blood. you got it. So donate some blood and make a difference. And as always, check out Kate's website, CureThreads.com. There you'll find Kate's original Cure-inspired artwork on a wide range of products, including shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, 
cell phone cases and just prints of her lovely artwork. So get a jump on the holiday shopping and make it a very Cure Christmas by ordering lots of goodies from curethreads.com. And uh, while you're at it, go on over to Chaz's site, 17secondshirts.bigcartel.com and check out what he has up for pre-order. And if he doesn't have anything up for pre-order, you might want to just follow him at 17 underscore seconds on Instagram and you'll be ready to pounce on the next one that does pop up. And uh, as for us here at the Holy Hour, well, I just ask that you come on back for more Cure Talk next time. And uh, we're going to start to wind down the year. And the best way to do that is to subscribe on Apple or YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow the Holy Hour podcast on Instagram. And go ahead and like our Facebook page, too, while you're at it. Because sometimes we throw a little extra nuggets on there to accompany each episode. And you're always welcome to email me directly at gavinconnor at gmail.com. We've got the second half of the Lost World Tour still ahead, so keep your eyes peeled for any tour updates. And that Wish Deluxe reissue is going to start shipping out pretty soon, so get your mouth watering for that. And uh, lots of good fun stuff on the home stretch of 2022. Thanks again to author Christian Gerard. You're always a pleasure to have on the show. Thanks, man. And thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Holy Hour Podcast. Going to bed.